Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for this Sunday morning. Thank you for those who are watching online. Thank you, Father, for everyone here. I pray, Lord God, that you speak through me, and I pray, Lord, that lives will be changed, hearts will be opened today, oh God, and there'll be victory and breakthrough from today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we can all see, you know, jokes apart, there was a point in the, the, the court scene in which <laughs> the energy just completely changed, right? So if suddenly the person who was being laughed at is, you know, feared, and all of a sudden, you know, the people that were on the op- op- opposing side start to tremble because it's like, what's going on here? And, you know, something happened in that moment, and it was to do with what she knew, right? So Elle Woods, that's the lawyer. She had a specific knowledge that was required to win the victory in that situation. And I want to say today that knowledge gives us access to victory, okay? Knowledge gives us access to victory. And it's the victory that we already have in Christ, right? And that's why the title of this message today is Win With What You Know. Win with what you know. Amen. I wanted it to be like a WWJD, uh, WWJ thing, you know, what would Jesus... But it's too many words, so I don't know if it's going to stick. WWYK. Uh, <laughs> win with what you know. So the anchor scripture, because we're going to go straight to the word of God this morning, is in Ephesians 1, 17 to 19. Um, it's a great verse for the believers. It's going to come up on the screen shortly. And it reads, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. This is Paul. He's praying for the church, for the the Christians. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. So Paul was praying for the early church, and I want to just go back to the part where he said, I pray that the Lord would give you spiritual wisdom and insight so you might grow in the knowledge of God. And he goes on to list the things that that comes with, knowledge of who we are, knowledge of the hope of our calling, knowledge of our inheritance in Christ, knowledge of the power that is at work in us through Christ. And it's significant because, yes, Paul prayed for believers in various parts of the the word and whilst during his life, during his ministry. But it's a very specific prayer, and it it shows us that this is something that he found to be important, that it's important that we know what we have, that we have insight to what we have. It's not just, you know, Jesus died and he's won us the victory, and that is awesome, and to be reconciled into a relationship with the Lord God. But if you do not have the knowledge of what we have, what does that mean to our lives on a day-to-day basis? You know, if, well, how will we live in that transformed life? How will we live in that victory if we do not know? So we're going to go back to the movie quickly, but let's just hold that thought. We win with what we know. We need to have that spiritual knowledge, insight, discernment, know, knowing the Word of God. So I was looking through the YouTube comment section for the clip, 
And how many people know that the entertainment is in the comments, it's not in the clip? <laughs> how many people like me, <laughs> the clip comes on Instagram, I watch it for 10 seconds, and I go straight to the comments. I just get the context, and then I don't need to see them, I just hear what they're saying, and I go through the comments, and I'm like, does my opinion have the most likes? And if it doesn't, I get irate. <laughs> But don't engage, you never engage. You know, don't, don't, don't engage. If I've made that mistake in the past, you know, I'm not engaging, I'm just dropping a comment there. I'm just, I'm just gonna end the conversation. I'm just gonna put the wisdom there and exit. I'm not gonna engage. <laughs> and then you see your phone go ping and someone's replied you. <laughs> but don't, don't, let's not engage with strangers or argue with strangers in that way. <laughs> I'm sure Pastor Julian doesn't comment, argue in the comment section, no. <laughs> So in the comment section, some wisdom popped out, which is rare. To, sometimes it pops out, doesn't it? <laughs> and somebody commented, one of the best things about this is that for the longest time, Chutney's story was taken as true. That's the curly-haired lady. Um, because none of the officials knew about the ins and outs of hair care and didn't see the contradiction in her story. Elle, who is knowledgeable about fashion and hair, down to the scientific principles surrounding them, was the first one to catch on to the inconsistency and completely unwound Chutney's entire fake alibi. A quality that others brushed off as part of being a dumb blonde is a strength for Elle. He said that she, they didn't see the contradiction in it, but Elle did. So my question for us today is that, can we spot the contradictions when they pop up in our mind, when we see them in our lives? Can we spot the contradiction and see that this is not according to the word of God? That this doesn't agree with what I know? You see, when we spot the contradiction, everything turns around. We can see how there was a 180. Everything begins to shift from backing away and she was feeling the pressure of people laughing at her and the mockers. Suddenly she's, she's standing tall, she's charging forward because she knows that this is, there is a contradiction here. And the thing is, the thing that amazes me is that it's not a miraculous thing. We have the moments in our walk with God where a miracle is needed, something out of nothing. But sometimes it's already there. The victory is already won. Nothing else has to be done. Nothing else has to be created. We just have to tap into the knowledge of what we already have. And in that moment, Elle didn't go back to, you know, the, the basics of hair care. It was something that was in her. And we're going to, you know, in a few minutes, talk about how we can get the knowledge of God really in us. Because that's not the time. It's not when the battle is coming. It's not when the mockers are mocking us or when the doctor is saying something that we begin to Google, oh, what's that scripture on this? Oh, what's that? What is in us already is what will come out first. And that will be the thing that leads the trajectory of how that problem is, you know, what is going to follow. She already had it in her. And this is what Paul is praying for believers, and Jesus Christ himself prayed for us. If we go to the scripture, John 17, verses 14 and 17, he prayed for specific things for the, Bible, um, for the disciples and then for the believers that would come after the disciples. And he says in this scripture, John 17, 14 and 17, I have given them your word, and the world hates them, because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. 
Truth is not relative today. Truth should not be confusing. Truth, my Bible says truth is Jesus, right? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So where there is confusion in the world and there's contradictions and there's things that, you know, people don't quite understand, there are gray areas, there's, the truth is in the word of God. And truth is in relationship with Christ. So can we spot the contradiction? When that well-meaning friend says, oh, maybe it just wouldn't happen for you guys like that. Maybe, you know, a dog is also a nice pet to have. You don't, you know, not everyone has a child. You can have, you know, a dog, a dog is, they're really loving, you know. <laughs> it's not funny though, you know, because people, you know, some people, they think they're encouraging, but honestly, the ministry of encouragement is not really, not everyone is walking in it. <laughs> And I'm speaking to, you know, you don't want to be someone else's trial, you know. You don't want to be someone else's tribulation. Lord, let me not see this person today because I don't know what they're going to say as they try to encourage me. <laughs> Lamide, I have someone for you. I think I have someone for you. Oh, tell me about him. He, well, he's a man. Um, you know, I mean, is he, is he even available? Is he even look at, well, just be open. Be open. God can do anything. <laughs> some people are very happy I gave that example <laughs> but you know the devil can be crafty it can be the closest people to us that are throwing those arrows that are throwing those arrows of doubt it happened to Jesus Peter his best friend said that you will not go to the cross imagine something that was completely against the will of God and Jesus had to say I rebuke you Satan because he knew the spirit behind the words that were coming out of Peter's mouth. So sometimes it's that inner rebuking that we have to get used to. But how do we do that? It's when we know that we know that we know. You know? They said that you maybe can't have kids. Well, I know that the fruit of my womb is blessed. That's in the word of God. Hallelujah. They say that, oh, maybe it just won't happen. But well, God sets the lonely in families. And he has a spouse for me as well. They say, oh, maybe you, you know, you're healing. Well, I know that he's my Jehovah Rapha. By his stripes, I was healed in Jesus' name. The fear of death, sometimes it just comes upon us. Well, I know that the word has said that with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. You're worried about financial life. Well, I know that the word of God says that I should not worry. Do not be anxious for anything. For even, you know, the, God, the Lord is our provider. The way he clothes the lilies of the field and he feeds the birds of the air. He is the one who is providing for me. But that is not the moment to start looking and saying, oh, let it be in us already. Let, the, let that knowledge, let us win with what we know. So let us build up what we know of the word of God, of, of the truth of God in advance, in advance of those things thought bombs and those attacks coming our way. Because it's interesting, when I was going through, um, when I was preparing for this, it became so apparent that it wasn't just about the Goliath moments or the big mountain, the, the prayer point that you've been waiting on for five, ten years. That's important as well. But it was about the day-to-day, -day, you know, just putting one foot in front of the, of, of the next, you know, going to work and getting a bit of a comment from someone or just feeling a bit of imposter syndrome or feeling insecure or, 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 or family members, just, just the little things. 
and putting one foot in front of the other, knowing who we are. Because it's anxiety, the, the, the world is riddled with anxiety um, right now and depression, and it's, and it's the little things that just continue to bring you down into despair. When we already know as Christians, we have victory already. It's already there in Christ. It's already there in Christ, we have victory. And the thing is that the Bible says that resist the devil and he will flee from you, just like the opposition began to sort of back away in the trial scene. It's interesting because Ephesians 6, when describing the armor that the believer should be wearing daily, mentions the word of God as the sword of the spirit, all right? And that's the only offensive weapon, right? The others are a defense. And they keep us from the arrows. They keep us, you know, they guard us. But the Lord says that there is a weapon. Because sometimes it's not enough to be defensive. Sometimes we have to open our mouths and say no and stand and say, I'm not having that. And, it's, and, 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 and we, there's power in that. The sword of the spirit. And we're watching a movie the other day with my family. And I think probably because I was in the mindset of the of the uh, sermon and the the, the the battle began to change and the, the victor started to kind of use his shield and was fighting more defensively and I said oh now he's becoming defensive not offensive he's scared and then they all started laughing that I was analyzing this scene so scientifically <laughs> like just watch the movie <laughs> But, you know, it just, it just shows that then they start, he started backing away. He started, and then the enemy started taking ground because he wasn't using that sword. He wasn't using that sword. And when we use that sword, which is the word of God, that's how we go forward. That's how we put one foot in front of the next and we can keep going on the journey that he has put us on. Can we spot the contradictions? As I said, sometimes it's not enough to just know because the devil will really try it. Um, as I said, I was thinking of how this applies to just the day-to-day -day things. A couple of weeks ago, I was at work, and I had a patient, and he was a, he's, a, he's a regular of mine. Um, he's an ex-cocaine addict, and I thought we had a really good rapport. I thought, you know, we were friends. And then he just came in, barged into the, into the GP parts. I heard him from my room, and I was, what's going on here? Maybe he relapsed, I don't know, because he was very angry and shouting and swearing. I said, okay, come, let me speak to you. And it became very apparent very quickly that it was no longer safe for me to be in this room with this person because he was shouting and he was getting up in my face. So I just thought, you know what, let me just find a way to leave the room. So I said, uh-huh, okay, 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 let me just get the, <laughs> that help. So I just left the room, but my, the partner, the colleague, would, had already come out of her room because she heard. And then everything was sort of esca escalated, then de-escalated, de so the police were called and all of that. He eventually left, right? So this is just a normal working day. And I remember, <laughs> in, well, I wouldn't say where it was, but yeah, <laughs> yeah this was not working. So I came back into my room, was about to continue, you know, business as usual. And then the thought just came into my mind, he's going to be waiting for you at the end of the surgery. And you're, you're going to lock up and he's going to just, he's going to be there. And he's going to be like, look, 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 you know, because he's angry with you. And, and I knew it wasn't, it wasn't me. Can I just say that you don't have to own every thought that comes into your mind? It's not always you. Okay, don't own it and accept it. Know where it's coming from. So I knew it wasn't me, and I tried to brush it off, but sometimes it's just not enough, and, it and I could feel my pulse rising, and it, it started to become, take a bit more root. It started to take a bit more root. Um, I've watched too many of those crime shows, you know? So, <laughs> it's a good point. So, and then I just, I just remembered Psalm 91. 
And we used to read this and we still read it in our family. And I just started saying, I am dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. I am resting in the shelter of the Almighty. I am dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. And firstly, I was just saying it. And then all of a sudden it was like, I am dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. I'm resting in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. He is my refuge and my fortress. And all of a sudden, this became life. This became real. You know, it, it went from just being words. And sometimes you just keep repeating that word. And imagine what you're saying, that the Lord is, he will command his angels concerning me to guard me in all my ways. There are angels here. Even if he tries to do something, the angels will scare him off. A thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near me. And I was in my office and I was just saying it. And the word became, the, some people call it the revealed word of God or rhema word of God. In that moment, it was life. And that is what we have already. And that was not the moment, I'm sorry to say, to open my Bible and start saying, oh, what are the scriptures on fear? Oh my God. Oh, Google, Siri, help me. Well, I'm sorry. I love technology, but we need to know the word of God. We need to know the word of God, guys, because the enemy will come at you with anything. And I realized that that kind of thing could have paralyzed me with fear. It could have paralyzed me with fear even not just that day. It could have just continued and then I start looking over my shoulder. What if he Googles me and finds out my address? It could have, it could have just continued. So we need to win with what you know that needs to be in us already. Can I just say, I have a few points. But I'm just going to really say, know the word, pray the word, speak the word. Those are my points. <laughs> know the word, pray the word, speak the word. It starts from knowing the word. When with what you know starts from knowing. She knew about the ammonium thyglocolate <laughs> in the perm thingy. So we need to know what is that thing that you're praying to God for? What is that thing you're believing for? And sometimes we get bogged down. Oh, I don't have a personal word. I've not got a prophet. I've not got a dream. I've not got someone who said there is somebody. We have the word of God. I bought my Bible today because I thought it wouldn't be as effective to hold up my phone. So, you know, we, yeah, because we have to go back to the word of God. We have the word of God, which we can stand on. So I want to say today that the Lord Jesus is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. When, um, uh, know the word, pray the word, speak the word. Just one other point before we begin to round up. Speaking the word, the sword of the spirit is an offensive weapon. So sometimes it's not enough for it to be in our hearts. We release the word. And I know if you've been in Citygate Church for any amount of time, Pastor Julian, it's all about praying out, praying out. And sometimes you don't understand. But in that moment when I was in the office, I couldn't just say it inside my heart. Sometimes it, 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 you need to. So I, I'd be rebuking people in my mind all the time. You know, I'm just like, get thee behind me. <laughs> all the time. All the time. You know, even the other day, someone was saying that, oh, you know, this thing, giving me advice. These encouragers, these encouragers that think they're encouraging you, giving me advice that, oh, for me, it took five years. Somebody in my career. It took five years. She was eating her lunch. Don't worry about, like, just, yeah, just forget it. Just, it took five years. And in my mind, I was like, thank you, Jesus, because now I know that it won't take five years because you will prove the enemy wrong. In Jesus' name, I rebuke that. <laughs> but I just continue to smile and nod. <laughs> so we don't need to worry about what the doctor said. 
We don't need to worry about and be confused about our identity. This is a big one that was coming up in my heart because the Bible in Psalm 139 says that he has knitted us in, in our mother's womb and he formed our inmost being. What do you mean that you were born in the wrong body? How can that be? How? He knitted you. He knew you before you, he, you were even born. He knitted you, created your inmost being. You're wonderfully and fearfully made. And sometimes you have to keep saying it until you believe it. Just like in that room, and people in this world is called all positive affirmations, declarations. Sometimes that works. It's good. It's a good, you know, it's a good principle. It's from, you know, it's from the Bible. But when we have the spirit backing, backing us, when you say those words, it's not just positive affirmations. Right? The word of God, it becomes life and, and your thoughts begin to change and, and, and get in line with the spirit, with the spirit of God. We don't need to worry about the finances, the loss. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. In the morning, joy cometh in Jesus' name. Because you might be thinking that, oh, this might work for some things, but what about the things that are too difficult? What about that death? What about that? The, the word of, there's still a word of God. Jesus has still got the victory for us. It doesn't matter what it was. The Lord can make everything beautiful in its time. The Lord is our restorer. So today I want to introduce you to that person of Jesus. If you do not know him, I you need to, I was going to say, I beg you. <laughs> If you do not know him, honestly, this world will take you out. If you do not, if you do not, if we do not have Christ, the Bible says that He's the way, He's the truth, and He's life. That means there's no life outside of Jesus. And today, I want to say that maybe you're somebody you have questions, and the questions are not all answered, and you still don't quite. You're not sure. Just move on, and maybe, maybe this is true. What if it's true? I know someone who was saved because he just thought. The first step was that this could be true. This could be true. Heaven and hell could be real. Let me look into this. And the Holy Spirit did the rest. So today you may not be feeling, you know, 100%, but I want to tell you that Jesus Christ is 100% the way, the truth, and the life. And try him today. Give him a try with your life, and you will never be the same again. I want to invite you, if that is you today, to say yes to Jesus, maybe for the first time. Maybe it's coming back. To say yes to the sacrifice that, the, that Jesus made on the cross for you and for me, so that we can have a relationship with God and so that we can have abundant life on earth and eternal life with Him in heaven. It's real. It's real. And if you're watching online as well, this is real. There's more than what we see there is a, there's our saviour and he loves you and he gave his son for you and all it takes is a prayer and, a tra and, and then you begin to walk in that transformed life and God will meet you where you are. So if that's you today and you want to say a yes to Jesus or I'm coming back to Jesus, as every eye is closed and every head is bowed, it's, not, it's, it's a moment between the Lord and between you today, Master. And maybe you can feel that tension. Should I, should I not? I say just take the step. And if you boldly and decisively just raise up your hand to say yes to Jesus. I'd like to invite you to do that in this moment. Just raise up your hand so I can see. To say yes, I'm coming back to Jesus. Or to say yes to Jesus for the first time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Online as well. Must Sunday. 
if we can just say this prayer. If you've responded today, let's just say this prayer together. Dear Lord, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you demonstrated this love for me by sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. Today I accept you as Lord and Savior. I turn away from the way I have lived apart from you and by the help of your grace and your power, I will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Hallelujah, let's give it up for Jesus. Hallelujah.